Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Hi, Jason Gibbs, Joy Production Manager. It's Radiothon time. We still need joy and we need your support. If you appreciate our free podcast service, our voice for the LGBTI community globally, and the volunteers that make our service possible, please sign up, renew your Joy membership, or make a tax-deductible donation before June 30 to keep our service possible. You may win a prize. Head to joy.org.au and click on either the Become a Member or Donate tabs to support us. If you appreciate our podcast service, let us know in the comments section when making your donation. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them, at joy.org.au and on iTunes. Hello, we're the Kransky Sisters sisters. on Joy Joy. 94.9. Hello and welcome to Been There Done That on Joy 94.9. I'm Chris. I'm Phil. That must be Gordon here then. Well, it's a change from the usual sequence that we do. Yes, here. that's right. I just wondered when what was happening. You're lucky well, I didn't say I'm Gordon. Yes. Well, <laughs> that's usually the way it works. As long as we don't sound like the Kranskys. That was actually them, it wasn't us, so I don't want you to confuse anybody. Hello. Yes. 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 I'm not going to partake in that. <laughs> myself the creeps <laughs> they are not creepy they're scary they're, they're scary. fun they're fun <laughs> ladies they really are fun ladies yeah well happy queen's birthday weekend to you all yes uh, we've, well we've got through it i think well well to all the queens that had a birthday many happy returns yes i think there was a few queens out partying <laughs> as well it's weird how we actually love a long weekend, a stretched weekend, as they sometimes call it in Europe. Well, we we, we are the land of the long weekend, aren't we? That's what they call Australia, the land of the long weekend. It could well be. Well, we don't have a long white cloud, so we've got to have something long. Yeah, that's right. We've got, got too long. They've got the wrong white crowd. <laughs> Do they? I hadn't met <laughs> them. That, that's what the Maoris say about New Zealanders. Oh. The wrong white crowd. <laughs> okay. Just so long as they get their passion chips. Yeah, that's chips. right. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, that's right. But why, why are we actually celebrating Betty's birthday when, in fact, it's not her actual, actual birthday? No, she's 21st of April, I think, is her actual birth date. But we, it's, it, it's a date that's set by the government, or actually by Queen's Proclamation, or the, the proclamation of the king or the queen when they would like their birthday to be celebrated but it's normally in the middle of the year because it's the the northern hemisphere summer so they have the holiday in a weekend that's going to give them perhaps nice weather because they usually have the trooping of the color and all that sort of carry on with the birthday but it actually celebrates the birthday of king george the second in 1728 or something 1748 1748 Mm -hmm. that's right I i wasn't there you weren't no oh i thought you were 
So in fact, as far as Australia is concerned, this is the regent's birthday, mm. whilst we still have a monarchy. Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, and Victoria and Queensland are the only two states that don't celebrate the Queen's birthday on the second Monday of June. Because so who were those two states again? West Australia and Queensland. Philip, is that... Uh, I would take it to the judge who said Victoria. <laughs> hey? Yeah. You did. Oh, did I? Sorry. Yeah, no, no West, that's okay. West well, Australia and Queensland. I don't know yeah, which yeah. state you oh, show I'm, your I'm, allegiances <laughs> to. I don't know what state I, I'm I don't know why WA mightn't fall into well, line be, with the rest of the states, but I can understand why Queensland wouldn't because... Yeah, it might fade their curtains as well. I can understand. Right. That's being sarcastic. If you want to know why WA don't, it's because it's Foundation Day in WA. They have Foundation Day on the 2nd of June. And so it, it sort of gets in, involved with oh, right. the Queen's birthday weekend. So, so they that means that they, when we don't have a regent, we can't convert the regent's day into Republic Day because that was already buggered up by WA. Well, only on the only on the first weekend of June. They can have it any other time they want to. That's why the Jew, the WA have the Queen's birthday holiday weekend at a completely separate date. So you reckon we can still have Republic Day on the uh, the twelfth of twelfth of June, the long second June. second second Monday in June. Second but, Monday but in June depends when they decide to declare us a republic. Whether mm. we would have it if it happens on the thirteenth of May. Well, that'll be Republic Day, won't it? Wouldn't wait until well, the 12th of June we, or the second birthday. What about the 4th of July? Well, We've happy. already got Independence Day. Yeah. What more do you want? <laughs> no, we don't. We, we, but the Queen's birthday holiday is celebrated this time of year so that the ski bunnies can get a long weekend. <laughs> Period. That's only in the Southern Hemisphere. Well, what else matters? Oh, in Victoria specifically. Mm, specifically, yeah. And only if we've had snow. And we have this year already, so... There's been a bit of light machines dusting. have been making snow. Mm-hmm. But anyhow... The, but yeah. that, that shows you that the seasons have changed a little bit because it used to be much earlier that we would get snow. But Sorry, but there's no such thing as climate change. Oh, who's your saviour? Who's telling you <laughs> the that? The fella from Tasmania. Oh, Senator Rabetz. Another rabbit. And then there's, then there's Senator Roberts from Queensland. Oh, yeah, yeah well, There's a few of them that oh, Well, he's been out in the sun too much, I think. Oh, I think so, yeah, but I'd love that. I love that thing about science chap said that it's all right to have a decent brain but don't let it leak out <laughs> some similar words to that effect but meaning that senator roberts had let his brain loose yeah, no he said that a scientist has an open mind that's right yeah uh, not to the point where <laughs> the information actually leaks out <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting to note how solar energy is now becoming quite mainstream we are thinking about it even before there's or even now that there's no real feedback tariff benefit we just now consider that it's our right and proper behavior as citizens of the world to do what little bits we can to stop the carbon cycle from heating us all up i have solar panels on my roof at home i feed in more than i use actually but i don't get paid the same you know which is a problem if they paid you a bit more people would be very happy because let's face it we're saving the we're saving the coal mine well you see when we get proper batteries that will actually allow us to store our own energy Mm. then they'll start taxing the size of the solar array on your roof because you're not actually providing anything back for the general you're being very selfish a very good friend of mine is already looking to he's got the solar panels on his roof he's already looking and pricing out the batteries to go completely off the grid and he's he lives here in suburban victoria probably a bit early because the batteries are still up around the twenty thousand dollar mark you've got to use a lot of electricity to 
pay what, that What off. about Mr. Elon Musk? Elon Musk. He's the one selling the battery to $20,000. <laughs> well, he's, right. like, he's one that's come out totally against what... Donald Trump. Donald Trump, yes. Yeah, well, a lot of major corporates have come out against yeah, well, it. Well, Apple's Tim Cook, who's part of our community, yes. says he's selling America backwards. Yeah, that's right. And he's speaking from a very safe place because his new headquarters is going to be carbon neutral. Now, what do you mean by that? He won't use anybody else's power. Right. And all the power he does use is naturally generated from his own roof. This is a massive circular building they're Mm. building in Cupertino, California. Do they call it the donut or something? No, it's a spaceship. Oh, the spaceship. Because it looks like a flying saucer. (laughs) But, um, yeah, the entire roof is solar cells. They've got fuel cells for waste products and methane. So that's translating... Methane gas into... Gas and junk into electricity. Mm -hmm. And they've also contracted a solar farm nearby to produce the balance of their power that they need so they'll be taking nothing off the grid and setting a rather good example all all their cloud computers are solar powered and battery backup it's interesting because recently when donald trump said he was not going to have anything to do with the the paris uh, accord the, the paris accord a lot of the states individual states of america said that they were going to form a group and they would go to the united nations and try to be signed up to the paris accord because they were not going to do what donald trump wanted yeah, well, a lot of people in America, and I guess California, who's got a, a history of correcting their abuse of the atmosphere because mm. they were drowning in their own smog, their emission levels and everything have been under the microscope for decades. And to hear some fool in the other side of the country come out and say, well, it's not fair to America, we're not going to play, you know, but- it's... It's not it's, it's progressive. Inter- it's interesting to see who the three countries are that are the most uh, polluting. China is the first one. America is the second one. And by head of population, Australia beats them all. We have more... We by In population, per head of population, Australia produces more gases and, and wow. things than, than the rest of the world. And most of that comes out of Canberra. Yeah. <laughs> Some of our hottest air, I tell you. Yeah, but that could be used to... Uh, What's do some turbines, couldn't well, it? Well, you breathe into this, Pauline. <laughs> keep, keep the state afloat. <laughs> no, no, I, I've got a little bone to pick with Mr. Apple. Really? In, in as much as he, amongst all the producers of electronic apparatuses... Gadgetry. Gadgetry, thank you. There, there is a bad pollution problem coming from inert, deaded, old, worn-out, superseded electronic devices. Mm-hmm. You're talking about my computer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of Apple products don't seem to be recycled. They seem to be improved out of existence, upgraded with new operating systems. Yeah. Why doesn't the old one, need, can't it keep working and working and working? Are you comparing it to a PC where you might just put in a new motherboard and upgrade it? <laughs> you, you don't upgrade Apple hardware in that form because that's... The factory is the only place a computer should be built. I don't think the average Joe knows how fragile the electronics is. And if you put in, say, your your latest processor chip or your upgraded memory or whatever, a new motherboard, you become the factory. And chances are you're not using any anti-static protection at all. And you're killing your computer as you do it. That, oh. that, that would probably negate any uh, warranties or... or oh, this is, it, it would happen long outside the warranty period. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But um, Apple will say, well, you buy a new one and you get all the quality of a new one. So if I buy a new Apple product, can I mm-hmm. take my old Apple products back? 
Yep. For them to recycle. Your phones, you can either go to your Apple store or any of the people you see advertised on TV giving you money for your old phones. Yeah. Because they're literally recycled to get the rare earth elements and the gold. Yeah. Hmm. So there's, there's physical value in your old phone, even if it doesn't work anymore. Right. So if I take my old packaging back, will they take that as well? And um, that would be your new packaging. Yeah. Probably not. I've still because got you, my you can recycle that. Well, you recycle that through other areas. Because I, I have one, two, three old uh, computers at home. They're all stored in the boxes they came in because I kept them. But so what well, do I do? With that's hoarding. That's another issue. <laughs> what do I do with them? No, they're not. They're out in the shed. And I just don't know what to do with them. Um, you could donate them to the various user groups because they'll be coming historic objects soon. Yes, well, they, if you'd had an Apple One, oh, which you bought for six hundred and sixty dollars and sixty-six, no, six hundred and sixty-six dollars sixty-six cents in oh, America, the devil's number. Yes, well, one recently sold at auction for six hundred thousand hmm. dollars. Wow! So, and that's was that in working order still? Who cares? <laughs> at that point, <laughs> you've got an Apple One. It'd be hard to find many programs to run on it too. But <laughs> there we are, because they didn't come with a mouse either, did they? Oh, it was not a, a Macintosh. It was an Apple One mm. with a keyboard. Mm. It barely had a screen. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. Stay tuned. There's more. You're so cool. Did you come from the freezer? Want to bust out my visa for you? You're so fresh. Did you come from the clean? Great shows. Great topics, great radio, Joy 94.9. You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that, Joy 94.9. Thanks very much for being with us. We're in the middle of Blood Donor Week, World Health Organization. Who? Uh, so the World Health Organization, oh, yeah, otherwise mate. known as Who? Who? has deemed that uh, this is the week, the 12th to the 18th of June, 2017. And whilst a lot of us gay people can't give blood, blood is still required by those who can give it, especially to those people who need it. It's, oh, yeah. it's not the giving so much that's a problem, it's those that are receiving it is the real problem. They need enough blood in the system to support the operations that occur in hospitals uh, and situations that arrive from accidents, this but, sort of situations. But just occasionally the blood bank will put out an emergency call out for certain groups of blood because yeah. they have run rather short, you know. So um, you, you, if you know anything about it, I'd, I've never been able to give blood because when I wanted to start to give blood, they wouldn't take it from gay people. No, well, me either. And I had a double whammy. Uh, I've got malaria in my blood. I've had malaria, so they Mm. they said, we prefer not to. Thank you very much. I donated for years and years and years from my late teens. Yeah. Got a free biscuit and a drink. It's a wonderful thing to do because it does help a hell of a lot of people survive, as you say, operations and places where there's been accidents where they've needed blood straight away and plasma. There's another advantage. If you had an employer like mine, who's sadly no longer around, you get time off work to go donate. Oh, do you? Yeah, we used to go as a group. Oh, right. So as an apprentice, I didn't get the chance to say no. No. <laughs> <laughs> dragged along. You just got dragged there. That's right. Now, when you were in the States, did the blood service over there actually pay you? Allegedly, they do. I didn't sell any blood while I was there because mm. I had a boss paying me cash money. Oh, right. So he paid you 
I got wages instead of selling my blood. All right. So but I think there's, I'm off in lieu. there are people who do sell their blood. And that, was, that was the problem, too, with the um, AIDS virus came along. People were still selling their blood, and they just didn't test it or anything. And that's the way that a lot of the things happened in America. The contaminated blood. Contaminated blood they were getting. There was because no contaminated blood in Australia, was Well, there? they did. There was a couple because the young, um, the what's early, that, early in the early, days. very early days, the yeah. hemophiliac um, young lad, he mm. passed away with the, with the disease. And um, But then they quickly found out that it was a blood-borne virus, so they started stopping people that were having sex, males, men, men-to-male sex. Mm. You know, so it, um, well, it, it obviated it all. Well, now they've realised by that, in fact, there's more people having sex that have an opportunity to spread sexually transmittable diseases, including HIV, uh, than that they might have realised because mm. mm. of all the bi people. And uh, Well, there's a, in the old days, of course, the, the tourists that used to go up to Asia to do this, like on sex tours and things like yeah. that, you know, and they came back and the, the blokes infected their wives, you know, which is pretty horrible. Mm. Or girlfriends, or whatever. And uh, those guys who have uh, male to male sex, who don't consider themselves as gay, they were outside the, uh, the spectrum. The spectrum. They were outside the information links that were available the, to the, the safety rest of the net, almost exactly mm. for the mm. yes. So th- there was a probably a very good reason why um, you can opt out. Yes. Australia. Yep, yep. Yeah. But hopefully in future we will be included in the the available donors. Yes. Well, you would because ho- it, it is quite literally a good feeling to give blood. Yeah. Well, of course, bleeding, leaching your own blood has been an old-fashioned That was remedy. an old thing. They, they thought they could cure everything by reducing the blood flow by, so they'd get the leeches to take all the thing and they'd put leeches onto sores and things and let them take the they think that was the way to cure things yeah well, that word believe i have so much problems with that word they probably felt that because the body tended to restore its own blood supply that taking out a pint of damaged blood would result in a, the body creating a pint of new clean blood but it was the same stuff running around just thinned out and yeah. but boosted the, up so but, it was dangerous but your body replaces its blood Every 12, 24 hours. This is the, this is why if you're taking tablets on a, on a course of uh, antibiotics or something, rather you have to take them because your blood changes every twenty four hours. It keeps it keeps renewing, so you have to keep the drugs that you're using in your body. That's why you should always take the your full your full drug dosage that the doctor gives you. If he says take these for ten days, you must take them for ten days. Now, look, I never knew that. Thank you very mm, much, Gordon. Mm, that's, mm. that's gorgeous. And and we must not forget women mm. and their periods mm. and the fact that they uh, can sometimes get uh, iron deficiencies mm. and they need to be topped up with some decent blood as well. So uh, at one stage, I think there was a blood bank that would store your own blood and you could go and get topped up with your own blood. Mm. Well, a f- very good friend of mine, he he was losing blood, but they could never find out where. It was just disappearing. And he, he was up in one of the hospitals here in Victoria. He was there for months. And every week or so, he'd have to have another pint of blood. Of course, we've got to have decent blood running around our bodies because it carries all the, the vitamins these sorts of things all the minerals and things that we need to all, every part of your little body mm. and it's interesting that we talk about eating clean food and and purging our bodies of of the rubbish the rubbish that we've been putting down but of course you've 
You've got a little organ that does that. It's called your liver. Mm, but if you if you abuse your liver, then it becomes very very how can you unhealthy abuse your liver with alcohol and too much booze, too much booze, and too many things like that, and verbally, and verbally, stupid liver. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't like that, don't they? No. Oh, it's the biggest organ in your body, apart from your skin. If you haven't yet, you still have time to sign up, renew your membership, or donate to Joy this radiothon. You'll go into the draw to win a Holden Astra a MotoGP helicopter adventure, a midsummer VIP experience, or a cruise to New Caledonia. Support us now. Head to joy.org.au for details. We still need joy, and joy still needs you. One of the foods that we eat that I was introduced to as a youngster, because I think it was very tasty at that time, is a black spread that goes on your bread or toast. Mm. And only Australian kids who are real Australians, have an appreciation for it. But that's that's because if you give a child something when they're very young and they get a taste for it, it'll stay with them for the rest of their lives. That's why, the, the as we say, um, Vegemite was one of those things that you were introduced to as a child because it was it's actually very good for you because it's got lots of goodies in it because it's only vegetable matter that it's made from. There's no, yeah. there's no animal... Um, no, stuff no, in it at all. You know, it's, that's why it's called veggie mite because it's veg. Vegetables. Yes, and um, but it's uh, one of those things. But there's a lot of um, well, like children in Indonesia. Once they're weaned, they are given the food that everybody else eats straight away. The rice and the, the, curries the rice and, and the curries and the heat and everything, so that they get Whoa. used to that and they don't want anything else because anything else tastes so pallid and bland and everything that they only want the food that they are used I to. I wonder if they'd like veggie mite. Well, I don't <laughs> because. <laughs> Phil, how do the tin tanks cope with Vegemite? Um, almost universally hate it, but they're introduced to it as adults. Yeah. So they don't have that training period. No. But it is a delicacy. We had to drive 45 minutes in Northern California to a specialty import food service to get our Vegemite from Australia. Yeah. Hmm. And there were also um, meat pies, which is another concept that America can't get its head around. <laughs> you give somebody a pie, they want to know what sort of fruit is in it. Aha. Uh-huh. Or whether it's maybe pumpkin, pumpkin. or key lime or something yeah. like that. Meat in a pie, ugh, it revolts them. But, I, but, but some Americans that come to Australia get used to eating a meat pie because they realise it's a very convenient food to be able to have. Well, it's a convenient food and it tastes a little more palatable than Vegemite. <laughs> To them it does, yes. And Australians are very cruel to Americans because when they introduce Vegemite, they put it on. They tell the Americans to put it on like peanut butter. Oh, yeah, but you don't. You which they the, do. Yeah, which is the worst. And then it burns do. their mouth and they run away crying. <laughs> a little bit goes a long way. That's right. Yes. It's just a taste. Just a uh, taste. But what is it about Vegemite? It's, uh, it's salty, slightly bitter. It's malty and rich in umami. A glutamate similar in flavour to beef bouillon. Mm. That's, that, that's what you cry out in the middle of the night when you've got a tummy make. Beef bouillon. No. Mummy. Mummy. Well, of course, they, have, they had marmite in, in England, which was made from a beef product. That's the difference between marmite and vegemite. Yeah. Because they're two totally different um, concepts of, of food. One's, one's but, meat, they're one's both vegetable. Got, yeah, it's, uh, theirs is meat-based, but it's still a yeast extract, mm. as is veggie-based meat. Uh, no no meat extract. in Vegemite. Uh, if you, in fact, saw at the brewery 
the waste byproduct yeast that goes to the Vegemite factory. You may never drink beer or eat Vegemite again. <laughs> it's yeah. what makes us little Australians, little Australians. That's right, yes. What I was could, the old I, song? Puts a rose in every cheek. cheek. We're yes. happy little Vegemites, <laughs> as bright as bright can be. Where, and, I, and I must admit that when I go on holidays, I take a couple of those little black little pouches of it and spread it when I'm in the hotel. You know what? You know what I found in my garden? Oh, it's Vegemite. A Vegemite. No, I did. It was a veggie, a white porcelain Vegemite jar from back in the 30s. Oh, it was wow. in my garden. Somebody had put it in the garden. It was still there. No, white glass. Not white porcelain. glass or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, white yeah, glass with yes. What so, was the use by date? Um, I don't know, but it was well, it was well emptied and used. Yes. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll be talking about the Orlando massacre. Yes, that's the anniversary, isn't it? Around yeah. about now, this yep. is dreadful. Yep. And we'll be talking about George, boy George, and we'll be talking about space junk and men's junk. You're on Joy ninety four point nine. Been there, done that with Gordon, Phil, and Chris. Joy ninety four point nine. You're with Phil, Chris and Gordon. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. Lovely to have you with us today. On the 12th of June 2016, in Orlando, Florida, in the US, there was a disgustingly hideous and vile event occurred. It was a shooting in a nightclub. It was almost like shooting fish in a barrel, wherein uh, 49 people were killed and 53 were wounded and... There was a single person who did this was a 29-year-old security guard who was really mentally deranged, it would seem. And we're talking about at the Pulse Gay Nightclub in Orlando. It was such a shocking thing to Yeah, when you, when you heard that on the news, you were just, you were just absolutely, mind was blown away because how could that happen? He just walked into the place with a gun and started shooting. But he'd been there the week before, obviously sussing the place out. I can remember thinking, my godfather, that's our community, our people. Mm. Who hates 49 people so badly that they've got to be killed? Or the 53 that were wounded? Mm. I think it was internalised homophobia they sort of thought about it. Because he was a homegrown Muslim. In the US. In the US. Muslims have got a great problem with gay people. So his religion would have been telling him one thing. His body may have been telling him another thing. And the internal homophobia Hmm. became external. It's a theory because we didn't get to interview him. Another elephant in the room is the fact that he had access to semi-automatic guns. Well, there you go. So if he'd had no access to these weapons, mm. he couldn't have possibly done that damage with anything else. Well, he can he, have all the same hate. He could have had a knife and done a fair bit of damage before he was stopped, but it's just... Um, the, it, the quantities would be yeah, significantly Yeah, that's lower. right. Yeah, there and you're more lower. inclined to approach a guy from behind with a knife than a guy with a semi-automatic gun mm. who can just mm. turn around and Blast blow you to bits. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But it's, it's, well, he, he was married. He had a wife, yes. He yeah. had a wife. And a he, baby. He had the baby with yeah, the second wife. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the first wife reckoned that he was mentally unstable and obviously disturbed because she left him after a few months. And he was something had traumatized him. And he was also physically abusive. And he also had a history of using steroids. Well, now, they can send you. Roid rage. Roid rage, yes, is a thing, yeah, yeah, if you'd use too many of them, yeah. And yeah. apparently, earlier on in his life, he had gone to a couple of gay nice clubs with, with an acquaintance and 
had a male-to-male sex experience and that person had let him know that he'd actually been positive at that stage and presumably the killer in this instance thought that he was as well mm. and uh, so he had a couple of big reasons there to, to hate any gays or all gays. On the 14th of June 1961 was born George Allen O'Dowd, known professionally as Boy George, an English singer-songwriter, DJ, fashion designer and photographer. He was the uh, lead singer of the Grammy and Brit Award winning pop band Culture Club. And at the height of the band's fame during the 1980s, um, they recorded uh, wonderful global hits, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Or Karma Chameleon, which I think we might try and play for Karma you. Chameleon. I, I still like that song after all these years. I still think it's got something about it that just sort of it gets into you and makes you feel good. It had a very cheesy video to coincide with its release. Yeah. But if you watch the video, you now know why he's called himself Boy George, because you may not have assumed that from the video. <laughs> oh, I he's boy, maybe girl, I don't know, George, <laughs> from, <laughs> from the visual. He's, he's he, he was known as an adro- androgynous person. Hmm. A, his sexuality or gender wasn't particularly identifiable mm. from the way he dressed. Which is a gimmick. It got him a gig. Yeah. Got him a gig, made him a lot of money. Yeah, we're still hanging around. Yeah, still there too. He's yes. on, what is it, The Voice? Yes, yeah. yes that's up right. Up in Sydney at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good on him. Like, he's another one that sort of came through a, a, a terrible drug habit as well. You know, like a lot of them did in those days. You know, a lot of them I'm were on drugs. I'm not sure whether that was a... I'm not trying to acquit him of any blame. No, no, no. But uh, I don't know whether that was part of the industry or whether it was self-choice. Yeah, yeah. He got hooked on heroin quite badly, apparently. It was after his heyday. Oh, so that may well have been something that was sort after of the fall. After the fall. Yeah. Mm, right, yeah. But I know that he was, like a lot of others, uh, that tried everything and anything that was going, I think. But he's a, he's still a, a quite a good entertainer. He's got quite a good voice, even when when he sings solo now. He's, um, he's quite good. And he's, But they've gone back together, haven't they? Um, the Boy George Culture, Culture, Culture Club, Club are come back together. Oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. There'll be a, probably a percentage of them. Yes. Which is how, in this time, we seem to have nostalgic yearnings for groups from the 80s. I guess it's while they're still alive, we should get them back touring well, again. These days, a lot of the covers are coming out of copyright or they're getting access to the original tapes. And then the current mob of whoever produces music producers grab them. And rebeat them. Yeah, but they still have to get permission from the original they artist. They probably do. So oh, I there, suppose that's one way of getting a, a reuse cycle right. out of yeah, the, yeah. the original product. So we're talking about recycling earlier on. We've, we're doing it with music. The whole music okay. industry but recycles. I think, I, I think copyright lasts for about 50 years or something, doesn't it? Could it's well it's a long yeah. period, a long period of time. Mm. If you want to use somebody else's material, you must ask about it if you can use it. You must indeed. So... 14th of June, happy birthday to Boy George. Yes, I guess he'll probably be out celebrating somewhere. 61, 1961 he was born, so... That makes him 56. 56? Mm. Oh, he's a youngster. Mm. Well, compared to some of us. (laughs) (laughs) You're a joy, 94.9. Been there, done that, with Phil, Chris and Gordon. Stay tuned, there's more.
A diverse sound for a diverse crowd. Joy 94.9. You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. We've been around long enough, Gordon, Chris and Phil, to know when lots of things came around the first time. Where? Like in fashions. <laughs> and, and flight. And, and <laughs> I remember the first Boeing 747. And the Concorde when it first came to Australia. Oh yes, yes yeah. that's right. Yeah, it had and to go right down. Had to go right down the Big J to come up under over the um, Great Australian Bight. Wasn't allowed to fly over any of the continent in case it damaged some of the buildings. With their sonic boom. With their sonic boom. Yeah. All right. Now we've almost come to the last of this jumbo jets, the seven four seven. It's a very very sad situation. It's a beautiful plane. Very and s- built like a, a Boeing seven four seven. I thought you were going to say something else there, Phil. Well, I, I nearly did, and Chris nearly did, but if you think about it, being built like a 747 is a mighty fine compliment. So does that mean, actually, that uh, because they're coming to the end of that, that technology has moved on? I, I do think that the Americans don't have a space industry much anymore. NASA they, is out of existence? No, NASA's hanging around. They're still going. Yeah. Yeah. They're privatising. Well, actually, it's always been... A mixture of government and private industry. Because I remember Boeing did the 747, but Boeing also did some of the spacecraft. The rockets were made by a private company, or the like the solid booster rockets. Essentially, it was assembled by NASA. It's yeah. true also for the Apollo mission. They weren't actually making all those bits. They just assembled them in the tallest building in Florida. I'm a little bit worried, Phil, that in fact... The cheapest price was accepted from all these companies that were... Re- That's always been the way, though. Making all Lockheed, the Rockwell was another one. All these private companies, these are huge hmm. military companies as well. They did the development and the, the essentially the production of all these things. And NASA put them together, having specified what they wanted. And it's true now, that, like your SpaceX and your Virgin Space and all those people. SpaceX have got a contract from NASA to supply the space station with food and such things. So they're... Yeah. Airline food going, did you say Virgin? Well, Virgin Virgin Space, I think, probably has different food too. Different to what you get on the airplane. (laughs) Probably the same level of service. In 1963, on the 16th of June, the Soviets launched the first woman into space, but it was 20 years later, the 18th of June, 1983, that the USA launched its first woman into space. But I think if you were a Russian, you would have been told to go. I don't think you would have dared to say no. I think in 1963, they probably did it to see what would happen. I think America probably decided it was probably more, not political, but maybe political correctness in the 80s to send a female up there. Well, it was the race. It was also the challenge set by Kennedy. And Kennedy had, oh, we had quite a following, but he had enemies as well. Oh, yeah. Enemies is a bad word, but... A lot of the people in the space industry owed their existence to Kennedy's promise to mm. get a man on the moon and return him. So they, they owed him a lot, and they got it done within that decade. And they spent billions of dollars, and we have a few products today that wouldn't have existed That's without right. the space race. Teflon. Teflon's one, but the most unusual or unknown one is the Sony Walkman. They needed a cassette recorder whose motor was not affected by the G-forces of takeoff. Because if you think of you're in a little electrical motor Mm. spinning it you know a few times a minute and you've got nine g's pulling you down to earth your motor's going to (laughs) go so sony developed one that would counteract 
what's called wow and flutter and that became handy for when you're walking along with your music player you don't want so you don't have the music to, with to vary things bouncing around no. in your yeah. pocket so that's where the walkman came from oh well, there you go. okay now we know but then it was worth spending and all that money to get a man into space yeah, because that's they've been superseded haven't they now with, with solid well, tape's gone with no solid state moving stuff. parts mm-hmm. but if you don't have the first steps you don't right. get to the That's end of right. your walk. Yeah, yeah. Talking about things in your pocket bouncing when you're walking, we're talking about men's junk. Talk- the 12th to the 18th of June 2017, same as World Blood uh, Donor Week, we've got Men's Health Week. And once again, it's an opportunity for men to realise their infallibility, that if they've got family that depends on them, they should be looking after their own health if they've got financial responsibilities if they've got pets and they shouldn't be afraid to go to the doctor it Mm. seems to be the most unmanly thing to do we should take a leaf out of the book for the women's book because they've got the women's glam and gossipy magazines which always have doctor sections in those and tell the doctor about this tell the doctor men don't actually have reference documents that they can go to that they would bump into in just general day-to-day activities. So they don't have this subtle way of being indoctrinated. These days where if a man gets sick and he goes to the work and the boss, he says, look, I'm not feeling well, the boss doesn't say, look, go and see a doctor, go take the time off, go to the doctor. Oh, you'll get over it. You know, this is, this is, is the attitude, attitude, you see. It is indeed. And, and this we, is the problem. We teach our youngsters, that the young boys at least, to man up, to mm. be butch and mm. you know, put up with a little bit of pain, but mm. they carry that through unnecessarily into adulthood. And that's also true for mental health. We're told as men not to give you emote, a, yeah, that's, which yeah. essentially tells you not to deal with it. Mm. And that is dangerous. Yeah, mm. Very, yeah, very dangerous. There, there, yeah. there is a fair amount of men's focused advertising on the TV, subtly placed. Are you okay day is mm-hmm. one day during the, the year when guys are allowed to say that to other guys. Mm. They've been given social permission to do that. Uh, I don't know whether they can actually advise other guys how to resolve the problems, but I suppose talking is the first part, isn't it? I saw a quote the other day that not just men, but people with mental illness look surprisingly like people who don't have mental illness. (laughs) So it's not something you can diagnose from afar. No, by looking at. You can't look at it. Of course, you've got stresses and other pressures Hmm. on men's role and responsibility in society that that just might overburden them and Hmm. and take them to that point of stressing out or burning out. It's very easy to get stressed out in in certain situations. I'm worried about the younger generation. I'm not picking on the younger generation, but I think a lot of the kids, as they grow, lose the opportunity and the reality of face-to-face conversation. They're too busy with little earplugs in their phones. And a screen that says they've got hundreds of friends, most of which they'll never meet. That's a bit of a worry then, isn't it? I cannot imagine what future societies are going to have to deal with unless these people go out and leave their virtual reality and try some actual reality. Well, that's one of the things I saw on a show called Ask the Doctor or something rather. They said that was about sleep. And they said that you should not be using any device that has a blue light on it for an hour before you go to sleep because the blue light gets the melatonin going and it keeps you awake. And if we get back to Boeing in the 787 Dreamliner... Mm -hmm. The name coming from it helps you get some the sleep. New big they change their lighting cabin in the cabin lighting. from blue to an orangey brown 
Uh, as the night progresses. Ah, right. To so allow you to... So you go pro- down. You, what do you produce? Your melatonin Melatonin reduces the production of melatonin, which yes. is, comes from through the eyes, yes. Thanks for being with us tonight. It's been brilliant. Well, today or whenever, whenever. you're listening to us, because you Pop. can listen to us as a podcast at any time to suit your own availability. And you can write to us at beanthere at joy.org.au. Okay. Right you are. We'll catch you next week. Yes. Bye for, Bye now. for now. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.